0: This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. I was camping again this last week, our very last trip for the season, and we were down in Cypress Hills, which is an interprovincial park that we share with Saskatchewan. The weather was kind of crappy, but we knew that was going to be the case before we left, so we prepared for it. And we brought way more board games and less outdoorsy stuff. And I had planned to get some reading done too. I was really looking forward to a relaxing week. Now, one day we took a drive to spend a day in writing on Stone Provincial Park, which is actually a UNESCO site. So beautiful. It has these amazing hoodoos with petroglyphs on them dating from 100 to 200 years ago. Pretty neat stuff, actually. Now, it was cold and rainy when we left our campsite in the morning, maybe around 11 degrees Celsius, and riding on the stone was only a two-hour drive away. So I had on leggings and a long sleeve shirt for the weather, thinking everything was going to be just fine. Now, of course, when we got there, it was sweltering hot, and I was so uncomfortable. But this place was amazing. There were hoodoos everywhere and a big coulee with a river running through it. And there were two ways you could go see the biggest collection of petroglyphs. You could drive or you could walk along the trail. And it was an interpretive trail with a little pamphlet explaining all the things you saw on the way. And I literally love these little interpretive trails, (laughs) I find them so much fun. And this one was only five kilometers, but it was sweltering hot. I had only my Birkenstocks on my feet and a small water bottle, and I was way overdressed and already stinking hot. And so we had a decision to make. Do we drive or do we walk? Well, a part of me was like, heck yes, we're going to walk. It's only five kilometers, and I love these sorts of trails. And how often do you get to walk through hoodoos to see petroglyphs? Never. It was stunning scenery. But then another part of me was saying, I'm not dressed right, I'm just getting over a killer cold, and I don't feel so fantastic, and I don't have good footwear, and we don't have enough water for the heat. And so Rob and I, my husband, uh, we had a big debate about this, and at the end, we decided to walk. And I was hot, miserable, and thirsty by the end, but I'm still happy we got to see all the things that we did. So today's episode is all about what was happening in my brain when I couldn't decide if we should walk or if we should drive to see the petroglyphs. And Jill Bolte-Taylor talks all about this in her new book, Whole Brain Living, The Anatomy of Choice and the Four Characters that Drive Our Life. And this is the focus of the podcast today is to give you a little review of this book and explain how the principles that she teaches can be used to further your weight loss journey. Now, Jill Bolte-Taylor was a Harvard-trained neuroscientist that suffered a stroke when she was only 37 years old. A decade later, in 2006, she wrote a book called Stroke of Insight, where she documented what it was like to experience a stroke as a neuroscientist, and also what she learned about the brain and herself during her recovery. She actually did a TED Talk way back then, It was one of the first TED Talks to go viral. Anyway, this is her follow-up book to that, and what she teaches in this book addresses a lot of the challenges we face as we try to lose weight. And if I had to summarize the entire thesis of the book in just one sentence, this would be it. You have the power to choose, moment by moment, how you want to show up in the world. Now, Jill Boldy-Taylor divides the brain up into what she calls the four characters. Each character has its own personality and its own way of showing up in the world, Most people will naturally have one of these as their dominant character, but we always have access to all four of them and we get to choose which one to express in any given moment. So first I'll describe to you these four characters and then I'll talk about how you can use these characters to tackle some of the common challenges you face in weight loss. Okay, you likely already know that your brain has two hemispheres, the right and the left. And in each hemisphere, you have the thinking part of the higher cerebral cortex and the emotional center of the lower limbic system. These are the four characters. So if you remember back to the episode on Oprah and Dr. Perry's book, What Happened to You, we talked about how all information gets filtered through the lower brain first. The part of the brain that does this filtering is called the amygdala, and it lies within the limbic system of the lower brain. Now, the primary job of the amygdala is to assess your safety, and if it considers you safe, then the information will go on to be processed by the higher centers in your brain. But if your amygdala senses danger or finds itself in unfamiliar territory, it's going to send you into that fight, flight, or freeze mode, and the information flow in your brain stops there. So unless you can push the pause button on this process, you won't be able to think clearly and access your prefrontal cortex. And Successful Weight Loss is all about bypassing that limbic system and making conscious and deliberate choices with your prefrontal cortex. This book actually shows you just how to do this. And so here's just a little bit more interesting brain science for you before we meet the four characters. I think it's important to understand this stuff because I know, at least for me, when I find myself feeling so out of control around food, it helps to understand why. Knowing that it's your brain doing what brains do is empowering because it tells you that you aren't broken, you aren't doing anything wrong, and you aren't failing. And when you understand why your brain reacts the way it does, you can find ways to make it work in your favor rather than against you. Okay, so back to those right and left hemispheres. The two hemispheres communicate with each other through a connection called the corpus callosum. Now, at any one point in time, both hemispheres are active, but one will be more dominant and it will actually inhibit the activity of the other. And this is how we're actually able to make decisions. So in the book, Jill Bolte-Taylor describes the split-brain experiments that were done during the 1970s as an attempt to treat epilepsy or seizure disorders. In these experiments, the corpus callosum was cut, thus separating the connection between the right and left hemispheres. And what happened was that the hemispheres weren't able to inhibit each other anymore. And so these patients literally had two personalities fighting with each other all of the time. She actually describes one patient who struggled getting dressed every morning because she said her two hands were like repelling magnets and each had different styles of clothing that they reached for. She said she also had the same struggle at the grocery store with each side of her brain having preferences for different types of food. Now, what's really interesting is that the right and left brain think very differently. The left brain is very linear, meaning it'll take one idea, then compare that idea to the next one, and so on in a sequential fashion. It's where our language center lives. It also understands the concept of time, and so it can separate out the past and the present and the future. Now, on the other hand, the right brain thinks only in terms of the present moment. So rather than comparing one piece of information to the next, it will form like a full color picture of everything going on right here in the present moment. It's like the forest in the trees. The right brain sees the forest and the left brain just sees the trees. And this is the reason why we often experience so much internal conflict It's because we have these two cortexes interpreting our experiences in very, very different ways. And this is exactly what's happening when your heart says one thing and your brain says another, for example. You know, when you want to walk the trail and when you also want to drive it. Or when you want to eat the cookie right now and when you want to say no to the cookie. It's always your right and your left brain trying to duke it out. Okay, so now let's dive into the first of the four characters. Character one is your left-sided thinking brain. I like to call her the queen bee. Now, this is the part of your brain that you use to interact with the outside world. It's the part of the brain that creates order out of all the chaos, and it likes to organize and categorize and label. It's also the part of the brain that sees you as being separate from everything else around you. It's the part of the brain that sort of draws the boundary that defines who you are as an individual. Now, inside your left higher thinking brain, you are the center of the universe. This character literally likes to rule the roost. It's the face that you show to the world and it will fight for what you believe in. It will define what's right and wrong and it will define what's good or bad. So character one really defines your worldview and your belief system. And it's also the character that compares you to others and is extraordinarily self-critical. So if there is a perfectionist inside of you, this is where she lives. Now, appearances matter to this character. It's also the part of the brain that learns and stores new information. So when we talk about neuroplasticity and creating new habits, it's character one that's doing so. Now, when it comes to dieting, character one is the part of your brain that wants to do all the counting. It wants to count calories or points. It's the part of the brain that will want to have a list of good foods and bad foods. And it's the part of the brain that would love me to tell you exactly what to eat and when to eat to lose your weight. It's the part of the brain that will want to do the meal planning and to write down shopping lists and to check Things off your to do list. It's the part that will be very critical over your body and how you look as well. And it will also be very protective of you and it will defend you against anyone else telling you that you need to change. All right, that's character one, your queen bee. I think most of us are very familiar with her. So let's move on to character two, which is the left emotional lower brain. I like to call her the great protector. This is part of our primitive brain, and it's all about instinct and survival with this character. And because the lower brain is all about keeping us safe, it tends to be rather rigid and compulsive. And so once this character is activated, it will stay that way until it's either completely tuckered out or satisfied, knowing that you're safe. So this character contains that amygdala of the left side of the brain. So it filters everything you're experiencing and decides if it's attracted to it or repelled by it. It's like an automatic threat assessment, really. And remember that the left brain thinks linearly. So your character, too, will receive information about the present moment and compare it to your past experiences. So, if you tend towards feeling a lot of anxiety, for example, it's most likely your character two expressing itself. Now, anxiety is often provoked by remembering a trauma of the past or by anticipating something unpleasant or dangerous happening just around the corner. Now, your character two is painfully aware of all the monsters under your bed. It's the part of your brain that faces all your fears and is constantly sounding the alarm. It will yell cry, scream, cheat, get angry, get jealous, make you feel guilt or shame or self-loathing or do whatever else it needs to to get your attention. It's really where we feel some of our biggest emotions and it's where we can feel overwhelming loneliness or grief or jealousy or rage. And your character, two will also always see the glasses half empty. We tend not to have much control over our great protector. She just likes to jump right in and take over. And so this character tends to be selfish and self-absorbed and manipulative. And when it comes to your weight loss journey, your character, two is the part of your brain that is going to call you fat and ugly. It's going to try to guilt trip you into saying no to foods you have labeled as bad. And it's also the part that's going to make you feel guilty after you do eat your no-no foods. It's the part of the brain that's going to tell you that you aren't worthy because you're fat. It's the part that feels ashamed about how you look and maybe even tells you that you aren't worthy of love and joy. It loves you very conditionally. So if you follow your diet, it will praise you, but it will also be your biggest critic if you don't. And it also loves to blame. So that little voice inside your head that says it's your partner's fault or your mother's fault that you're fat, that's your character two speaking. And although we don't like to talk about character two, our great protector, I think most of us who struggle to lose weight have encountered her many, many times. So now let's move on to character three, the right emotional lower brain. I call her joy. Now, the right lower brain also processes information through the amygdala, but unlike the left side that compares information to your past experiences, the right side processes all incoming information in the here and now. She's like a truth detector. It likes to read body language and interpret facial expressions and vocal intonations. And when all the incoming information fits together nicely, we perceive it to be truth. So it's always evaluating the bigger picture. And when things feel safe and familiar, it fills you with a sense of joy and wonder and gratitude. Now, whenever you find yourself laughing hysterically, that's probably your character three expressing herself. And if you're ever in the flow, like just thoroughly immersed in an activity that you love, that feeling, that feeling of being in flow is your character three expressing herself as well. Now, this character lives to feel open and present and vulnerable, and this character is all about being in the present moment, and when she's the dominant character, you're no longer inhibited by the fear of your left brain judgment. This part of the brain is all about seeing possibilities rather than limitations. Now, as wonderful as this character sounds, she can also land us in a bit of trouble, right? She tends to act impulsively without considering potential consequences. So when I wanted to walk the interpretive trail, despite not being well prepared for it, it was my character three that was all over the idea. And we did the walk because I wasn't thinking, I was just feeling all of the wonderful emotions of joy my character three was sending me when I thought about walking through those hoodoos. But when it comes to weight loss, your character three can actually be a great ally because she's the part of you that will be compassionate and forgiving when you eat for the wrong reasons. And she's the part of you that simply loves being in the body that you have and will get super excited over anything you do that treats your body well. She's the part that expresses your own personal clothing style. And your character three also loves to be active and moving, like dancing, playing, having fun. She's creative, and if you let her, she'll show you the solutions to your problems. And she's curious, too. She wants to know why you make the decisions you make around food. And she's hopeful. She has every confidence that you will reach your goals. So you can see why I call character three joy. Now, if you have troubles tuning into your character three, plan to do something that you love just for you. Try to get into that flow. That's your joy right there. All right, let's move on to the last character, character four. Now, this is your right higher thinking brain. And this is the part of the brain that acts as the glue that balances out all four characters. I call this character your authentic self. This is the character that expresses your spiritual side. It's the part of the brain that knows you are safe, regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in. It's the sense of deep inner peace and contentment and the knowing that you are whole and perfect just as you are. In fact, this character believes that everything is always just as it should be. In fact, they did imaging studies on monks, Jill Bolte-Taylor talks about this in the book, and this is actually the part of the brain that lights up during meditation or prayer. And this is the character that not only teaches the other characters that you are worthy of love, it's the character that knows you are love. This is who you are when you put aside all of your self-doubt, your self-judgment, and your self-criticism. And when it comes to your weight loss journey, your character four is the part of you that knows you are perfect just as you are, that you don't need to lose weight to be worthy. It knows that you are so much more than your body, and your body is but one small piece of who you are. It's the part of you that accepts you, all of you, without questions or conditions. Your character four truly is your authentic self. Okay, so there are your four characters. You have character one, your queen bee, character two, your great protector, character three, your joy, and character four, your authentic self. Now, in her book, Jill Bolte-Taylor specifically describes how the four characters show up in terms of health and weight loss. Essentially, the queen bee views the body as a vehicle, and the great protector sees it as a responsibility. Your joy sees it as a toy and your authentic self sees it as a temple. So when you're in your character one, your queen bee, you view your body as what you use it to live out your life out there in the world. You'll keep a close eye on how well it's running and how well it's doing its job. Now your queen bee is curious about your health and wants to maintain it. And if you're in your Queen Bee character, you have pretty decent self awareness in terms of your body. And if something doesn't feel right, you'll likely go get it checked out. Your Queen Bee holds herself accountable for the shape that you're in, and she's also very disciplined. So you'll be more inclined to engage in portion control, counting calories, and keeping strict records of all your workouts if you're in your character one. Now, your character two, on the other hand, has very little body awareness and everything related to your health just feels scary and unknown to your poor great protector. Now, your great protector will see everything happening in your body through the lens of doom and gloom because all it's going to see is the million and one ways something can go wrong. So when something comes up in regards to your health, if you're in your character two. You'll either stick your head in the sand and pretend it's not there, or you'll start making mountains out of molehills and come see me in the ER over every little thing. And when it comes to weight loss, your great protector will be very intimidated by the number on the scale. She'll find all the lose weight fast schemes on the internet and she'll find them very appealing. So if you spend a lot of money buying all the weight loss gimmicks and supplements, it's your great protector pulling out the credit card. She will also try to cheat in any way she can and will always be looking for the easy way out. And as soon as things start to feel uncomfortable, or if you don't see the weight loss you expect to see right away, she'll whine and complain and likely end up in a binging episode. In fact, getting in the cycle of restricting and then binging is very typical of your character three. In fact, getting in the cycle of restricting then binging is very typical of your character two. Now your character three will get excited about anything health related because it's interesting and cool to your character three. So your joy sees your body as its playhouse. So they want to use it and challenge it and take good care of it. Of all your characters, this is the one that will love going to the gym and getting curious about just how much you can achieve with your body. So character threes may also end up visiting me in the ER too, but because of broken bones and other misfortunes from pushing their bodies on a regular basis. And when it comes to dieting, it's your character three that will binge like crazy in the present moment because it feels good and then work out like a crazy person the next three days to pay for it. And your character three will eat the whole dang bag of potato chips, again, just because they taste so good in the moment. Your character three will also have a good sense of how different foods feel in your body. So she won't be into counting calories like your character one but she will be interested in saying no to foods that make you feel like crap. And as Jill Bolte-Taylor says, character threes will eat everything in sight in general because they consume, 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 and are always hungry because they're always in motion. Now your character four sees your body as a temple and it will want to nurture you by engaging in frequent self-care in whatever ways feel right to you in the moment. And she's looking for a healthy balance between work, play, friends, and alone time. And your character four will want to support you on your weight loss journey by going to yoga class or getting a massage or engaging in a mindfulness practice. Your character four intuitively knows that you can't outrun a bad diet and it craves the foods that truly nourish you. So, Now, what do you do when you're experiencing inner conflict and two or more of your characters are trying to duke it out? Let's say, for example, you're looking at the dessert tray in a restaurant. Now, your character three, Joy, is going to tell you to have what your heart desires, that it would taste so good right now. And your character one, the Queen Bee, is going to remind you that indulging in the dessert when you're already full won't get you any closer to your long-term goals. Well, Jill Bolte-Taylor, in the book, she teaches us a tool to navigate these situations. She calls it the brain huddle. And the brain huddle is how you take responsibility for choosing how you show up in the world and also for how you choose to let the world influence your thinking and feeling. And I'll describe it in more detail in just a minute. But briefly, the brain huddle is taking a pause and tuning into the contribution of all four characters. And but before we get into that more, Jill Bolte-Taylor describes four huge benefits to practicing the brain huddle that I'd like to share with you. And the first relates to what she calls the 90 second rule. And I think this is actually an important thing to emphasize So this rule states that it takes about 90 seconds for an emotion to process through your body and flush itself out. Now, we know that our thoughts create our feelings, so if we continue to think the same thoughts, we will continue stimulating the same neural pathways and so subsequently feel the same emotions. But what the brain huddle does is it allows you to pause for those 90 seconds to let whatever emotion you're experiencing flush right out of you. And then you can be more aware of the thoughts that you're letting in. And the second benefit is that it allows all four characters to chime in and not just the one that seems dominant at the time. Joe Bolte-Taylor suggests that you run your huddle like a democracy. So as long as you aren't in danger, allow each character to have an equal vote. And when you allow each character to be heard and they listen to the needs and the ideas of the other characters, it's easier to come to a consensus and make a decision within yourself. The third benefit then is that any decision you make is fortified by the support of all four characters. And so again, that internal conflict you were experiencing beforehand simply goes away. And the fourth benefit is that you get to know each of your four characters and you start to understand how and when they show up in your life. And you also start to recognize the four characters in other people. And so by understanding what characters people are acting out from helps you respond to them in a more appropriate way. Okay, so here's how that brain huddle works. Jill Bolte-Taylor actually uses the acronym BRAIN to outline the steps where B stands for breathe, R stands for recognize, A stands for appreciate, I stands for inquire, and the N stands for navigate. And so the first step, breathe, is really just pressing the pause button and letting the emotion you're experiencing flush out, and then focusing your mind on the present moment. So by bringing your attention to the here and now, you can step out of that habituated pattern of thinking that you might be stuck in. And by focusing on your breathing, you also press the pause button between the stimulus that's coming in from the outside world and your automatic responses to it including your thoughts that create your feelings that cause your actions. And so the next step then is to recognize which character is running the show and what other characters might be trying to catch your attention. So are you in your queen bee running to-do lists or concentrating on a task? Or are you in your great protector feeling hurt and abandoned or ashamed? Or maybe you're in your joy, feeling exuberant and excited. Or perhaps you're in your authentic self, just feeling calm and at peace. Once you can hear the voices of all four characters, the third step then is to appreciate all of your characters, whether you're aware of them or not. Because when you validate and appreciate the strengths of each of your characters, you're able to engage with them a little bit more. And so the fourth step is then to invite all four characters in and to inquire what your next best move might be. So be curious here about how you're showing up and why you're showing up that way. And be intentional about bringing your right brain characters, your joy and your authentic self to the table here too. And so once you've done that, the final step is to navigate your situation with all four characters bringing their best game. And just like everything else involving your brain, the more you practice the brain huddle during the easier moments in your life, the stronger the neural pathways become, and eventually it will run on habit, making it easier to implement during the tougher times. Okay, so to finish off for today, here's a great quote from Jill Bolte-Taylor. We are wired to be miserable just as we are wired to be joyful. And we have the power to choose which of these circuits we want to focus our energy on and run and for how long, as well as how we will feel about it. We have the power to choose which circuitry we want to run in the good times and in the tough times as well. So I encourage you to try the brain huddle. See if you can recognize your four characters and give them names if the ones I've chosen don't resonate with you. I've been practicing this when I feel out of control or conflicted around food, and I've been finding it a really helpful tool. I've learned that I'm almost always living in my queen bee, and most of the time when I'm struggling, it's either my character three wanting to play, or it's my character two wanting to numb out some negative emotion. And so by bringing my character four in more often, I think that's really helped me feel more at peace around food. So I would love to hear about your experiences with the brain huddle. Are you able to identify all four of your characters? Can you see each of their little quirks and tendencies play out in your life? Give me a shout at michelle at waysahealth.com or tag me on Facebook or Instagram at waysahealth. Now, if you'd like to get started on your weight loss journey using what you've learned in this episode, head on over to our website and download our Getting Started Guide. You can find it at www.waysahealth.com forward slash start. Coming up next week, we'll pivot and talk about a somewhat controversial nutrition topic, intermittent fasting. Thank you for listening and have a great week.